We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Well, good evening. Happy Tuesday. Happy Trump Rally Tuesday. Man, talk about explosions. Did y'all have y'all just finished watching what I think has to be one of the greatest campaign launches and this uh, relaunch, if you will. It's the launch of President Trump's uh, second campaign. Um, what do you re-election rally, if you will. And I don't think I've ever seen anything this extraordinary before in terms of his ability to lay out what he's done for the American people and more importantly, lay out what he's been up against, what he's done in the middle of what he's been up against and the truth that he spoke. He just proved why he won in 2016 and why without a question, in my opinion, he will win again in 2020. But that's just my opinion. I'm going to talk about some of the highlights and what really jumped out at me, but I would love to hear from you guys. 888-344-1170. I want to know from you, what did you hear what you expected to hear from him? Did you hear him from a policy standpoint say something that um, concerned you at all? Do you think that he won, you know, all week, we've been hearing all week leading up to this, that the polls were, that he was underwater everywhere. He had to fire some of his polling people for leaking out bad polls, which tells me that they were in on trying to create bad polling numbers for him. You know, there were some conservatives actually buying it. I'm looking at this tonight. I'm looking at the fact that this man said that they had to turn down 120,000 requests. People waited 40 hours to get in there. There's more people at line right now at McDonald's to get a Happy Meal than showing up at any of the Democrats' rallies. I'm supposed to believe the enthusiasm is all on the Democrat side when I see this, when I see the crowd there tonight, and I hear everything he had to say, but I could be wrong. So I want to hear from y'all, 888-344-1170. And I also want to hear from my partner in crime here, my right-hand man, the orange-stained-fingered man himself. It's DJ Carrot Sticks. So many friends in San Diego. My best friend. He goes by DJ Carrot Sticks. <laughs> wow, I didn't know he was going to give me a shout-out. I know, today. right? That's so nice of him. All the way. Yeah, he gave a shout-out all the way out here to California. There you go, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you were busy doing, you know, getting ready to take the show live. Was there anything that jumped out at you, DJ Carrot Sticks? Well, I just like Trump. He's just a normal guy. He he asked them which, which slogan they like better, make America great again or keep America great again. He goes, by, this, by a round of applause, which do you like better, <laughs> make America? Oh, I thought that was pretty funny. Well, it is. It's, it's kind of like he's a game show guy or, or leading a, a comedy contest, okay, by show of applause. Who won tonight's, you know, comedy, you know? A boot camp or whatever you call it, an amateur night at comedy hour. You know, to me, actually, before he started his speech, I was thinking about um, the show before the rally because I always show, put it out there to you guys. What are you hoping to hear? What are you expecting to hear tonight? And I, I was getting my notes together before the rally started. And this was at least three hours ago. And I and I thought about him and what his campaign was about in 2016, what his presidency, what has his administration been about tonight? And I was thinking about that as, as he must have been preparing. 
and what he was thinking about his message to be to the people. And I thought, you know, as I heard different analysts today saying, well, it's different running now because he's an incumbent. He's got a record as opposed to being this outsider in 2016. And I thought to myself, oh, no, 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 no. What he has and I think it, it was all throughout his speech tonight. And I wrote these notes hours ago. I said, what he has is such an interesting advantage over any other politician in this country, including the 922 that are running on the Democrat side. He won in 2016 because he is an outsider. The voters were absolutely sick of being fed promises for decades by career politicians who have been lying to them in their faces to turn right around just to keep the power of the incumbency, just so that they could continue to live off the teat of the taxpayers. The American people wanted, after 2014, they didn't want any more of this open border crap going on with these using children and the unaccompanied minors, and they saw the effects of Obamacare. So in 2014, they gave the power control to Republicans for both houses of Congress, and the Republicans didn't fulfill their promises to seal the border and repeal and replace Obamacare. So they brought in an outsider because the American people could see at that point that we had a one-party system that were just minor differences in the goals and the tactics. And But what was interesting, so you had this outsider coming in, and what was interesting about him as an outsider was that his policy positions, while they were actually truly conservative, he couldn't be defined by any one little convenient box. You had conservatives saying that he wasn't really a conservative. You had that he was really a Democrat. You had, uh, you know, Democrats saying, well, he's not one of us. He's too conservative. And his ability to be this outsider, to not be about a label, but to be about a, a, a genuine guy who just who was in touch. He had his finger on the pulse of this country and understood at, what policies matter to the American people. And it really was about that. It wasn't about a D or an R after his name. They also knew that this man self-funded pretty much his campaign. He had an ability to work the media without, you know, having to buy ads for that. And so he wasn't beholden to any special interest because he didn't have to fund his campaign out of promises to all the different lobbying groups. And so, and you know what? There was, in order to beat him, They had to try to create false narratives about him that never existed in his time as a businessman. There was, he was never a racist in spite of the fact that he might've had affairs and you know, whatever, there was no record of him being misogynistic in the workplace. He had hired more women than anybody in his industry. And it was all about lies. And the reality is, is now there is a record of policy and achievement that clearly prove that every one of those false narratives were just that, that they were absolutely stupid. But on top of his successes that prove that all those, those, those narratives, those lies were just that, propagated by what he talked about tonight was the, the fake news at the back of the room, he's still that outsider. He's still the disruptor. He was just disrupting. Just last week, he had the Republicans coming out against him because he dared to do something different, which was threaten Mexico with some tariffs if they didn't get their act together and stop pushing caravans into our country. They were like behind the caravans pushing him in. He's still that disruptor. So he has, even while he has the power of the incumbency and he has a record of success to run on, he's still considered the outsider. It couldn't be any better of a position for him. Then he gets out there tonight. And on top of it, by the way, he's fulfilled or or made every possible effort to fulfill every campaign promise in spite of a Republican Party that's done everything that they could to cooperate with a deep state. And all the never-Trumpers in the establishment to try to stop him at every turn. 
I want to talk about some of the highlights uh, that I heard in the speech tonight. Because uh, so I had that in my mind about him and about what his campaign was about in 2016, what his administration's been about and what he's done during this time. And to me, his speech tonight really reflected that, that he is still an outsider disruptor who's really about restoring the power of the government to the American people. He's not about special interest. His policies and his positions are absolutely something from the heart that reflect what the American people want. It's not about him owing anything to any special interest. And the honesty with which he spoke to the American people, he was elected not in spite of the fact that he speaks like an average Joe who's having a beer with you playing darts at a pool hall. Not in spite of that, but because of it. He's a regular dude, a regular dude. A couple of the highlights for me was that he talked about um, that our patriotic movement has been under assault from day one and and that in the middle, however, in the middle of an illegal witch witch hunt, we accomplished so much more than anybody ever imagined. But even before that, because I do want to, I'm up against a break. So I think I'm going to wait to talk about that and all of his highlights that he hit because he was so honest about the, without using the words, the deep state, he was so honest about what they've done to him and how important that is. And I'm glad he went there tonight because everybody expected him to talk on and on and on about immigration. Everybody expected him to any, any, and we're going to get into some of those points. And then later on in the show, we've got Sheriff Clark, who's going to be here to talk about some of the announcements that President Trump made going into the rally on immigration. But I'm so glad he spent as much time as he did talking about this illegal witch hunt. But we're going to save that for after the break because I'm realizing we've got a break coming up in, here in a minute. But his, he reflected how much he is just a man of the people and that it's really about him wanting to restore the government to the people. That he says that, that, we're, that what he's been about is that we are a nation that must care for its own citizens first and that he has restored the government of the people, by the people, for the people, that the American dream is back and it's bigger and it's better than ever. He said they tried to take away your voice and your vote and they tried to take away your dignity. I thought that was so beautifully said because it's exactly what they did. What he did tonight was reaffirm that he's a man of the people, that what he's about is for the people of this country. And he's not ashamed. He talked a little bit later about how they hate us for our values. And, and, uh, I can't remember exactly how he said it, but he talked about how, uh, they called us deplorables and how that was pro. I don't think he said that was the moment in which Hillary Clinton lost. Cause I think she was a loser before the, the campaign started, but that was a really important moment because it just really showed the disdain. Trump used the word disdain, the disdain that they have. He says they looked down their nose with disdain at the poor people of this country. And they flew open the doors to allow a flood of illegals in this country to do harm to the poorest among us because it was the lower income people in this country who have been hurt by that. We're going to take a break. We come back. I'm going to talk about some other highlights that I feel like are absolutely extraordinary that we've got to get into because I don't know how any American, for Trump to be down truly in the polls underwater like he is, that would have to mean he would have bled off his base and the people who voted for him. And I can't imagine how any American, particularly the ones who voted for him, could have heard this speech tonight and want, not want to run right now and go vote to reelect him and to help him win reelection. We're going to take a break. We come back. More Andrea K. Show coming up. And I would love to hear from you. 888-344-1170. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. 
Nothing is more important in today's technological world than a good education. So if you're a parent or grandparent, the best thing you can do for your child or grandchild is give them a head start and invest in their education. So before you automatically place your child or grandchild into a public school setting, consider taking advantage of the Answer San Diego's half-price tuition program and give your student an outstanding education at a top private school for half price. From preschool to high school, new students only half off for the 2019 to 2020 school year. Just log on to TheAnswerSanDiego.com for the complete list of schools in your area. Choose the best school for your family and the entire half-price tuition goes on your credit card and then your child or grandchild is enrolled for half price. Explore your options with schools like City Tree Christian, South Bay Christian Academy, St. Peter the Apostle Catholic School, and Calvary Christian Academy. Visit TheAnswerSanDiego.com or call 844-800-5757 before these tuitions are gone. That's 844-800-5757 or TheAnswerSanDiego.com. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney, Rod Hatley, is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. FM 96.1. AM 1170. The Answer. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. This is Andrea Kay for Move America Forward. With Independence Day on the horizon, we look forward to summer weather and barbecues, fun at the beach and our parks. But the members of our military who are stationed overseas will have a very different experience. There are no beach parties for them, no cookouts, and no time with loved ones celebrating the very freedoms they provide for us. That's why it's so important to take just a moment to show them that they are not forgotten. Move America Forward is an incredible organization that assembles and ships care packs to our military members. They contain gourmet coffee, beef jerky, candy, Gatorade, personal care items, and just so much more. Just the littlest things all means the world because it's a great feeling to know that everybody understands what you're going through. Your tax-deductible donation of $500 since 20 soldier care packs, $250 since 10, $100 since 4, $50 since 2, and an individual care pack is just $25. There's no 7-Eleven. There's no Circle K. There's no gas station to go get a soda. There's no place to go get a cheeseburger. There's 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 none of that aspects. And when you open that box up, it's, it's amazing feeling. My God, this is going to be awesome. It brings smiles to their faces and, yes, even tears to their eyes. Call now. Toll free. 855-787-6677. That's 855-787-6677. Or Give online at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. And while they last, each $100 donation earns a $20 gift certificate for Richard Walker's Pancake House with two locations in La Jolla and San Diego. Donate $500 and you and a guest can sit in on one of my upcoming shows here on The Answer San Diego. Call now, toll free, 855-787-6677. That's 
787-6677 or give online at theanswersandiego.com. AM 1170, The Answer. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Before the break, we were talking about this historic uh, Trump's rally speech tonight. I'm curious as to what you guys think about it. Did you think it was as much of a winner as I did? 888-344-1170. You know, he spent a good bit of time, way more than I thought he was going to, on the what he called the illegal witch hunt. Um, uh, before I get into that, though, uh, you know, one of the things that he said, uh, well, it has to do with the witch hunt. You know, he talked about how he said for two years we were under siege. He said no president should ever have to go through through this again. He said it was a hoax. He said our patriotic movement has been under assault from day one. And then in the middle of this illegal witch hunt, we've accomplished more than any president ever has in two and a half years. He said, and then after two and a half years, he said the only collusion that was ever committed was committed by Democrats, their fake news media. I can't even remember who all he mentioned in, in the list. And um, he actually pointed at one time uh, to the, the, the fake news in the back. You know, be careful with them fakers back there, he said. Um, but he got real serious at one point. He said, if you want to see how rigged the system is, he said, they went after me for three years, three years on the basis of nothing. He said, versus the free pass they gave to Hillary Clinton and her aides after they set up an illegal email scheme. They transmitted classified information, intelligence uh, and classified intel just to set up a pay for play cash scheme. I find it really hard to believe that he would come out. And make those kinds of statements and then say, you know what, deleted uh, an acid wash, 33,000 emails. He says, if I were to delete an email like that, uh, like a love note to Melania, it'd be get the electric chair for Trump. And he went on to say that, uh, but we have 33,000 emails. He says, but we've got a great attorney general. He says, I don't know. Maybe we'll find those emails at the bottom of the State Department. DJ Carrot Sticks, do you think he would be gone that specific, come out that hard against Hillary Clinton? For committing those crimes, if there wasn't the possibility that she was going to, you know, be at least them, they were going to attempt to hold her accountable. I think there's definitely some there there. Yeah. For well, we say it like that, too. She, I, I bet you she's nervous. She's probably not going to sleep too well tonight. Well, yeah. I mean, she's been banking on the fact that the that it wasn't just as. Trump kind of laid out that they really wanted her, you know, handpicked. I don't think he exactly said that tonight. Uh, You know, I do think that there was a part of them wasn't so much that some of the people involved loved her so much and really wanted her to be president as much as it was that we have become such a system of the elites versus the peasants that it was like, there's no way we can have a secretary of state being prosecuted for committing the crimes. We got to cover it up. The poll numbers, they're telling us she's going to win. Um, we, the only way as, as president Trump can come, you know, when people started chanting drain the swamp tonight, um, you know, he said that they, they, when he said they tried to take away your vote and they tried to take away your voice and your dignity, you know, they, that, 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 that mean, we, that means something to the American people. I mean, we, we still, you know, he talked about how, you know, they were the ones that don't want to accept the outcome of the election. And you know what, that means something to the American people. So the, the, the. Rally people tonight were started chanting, drain the swamp, drain the swamp, lock. And they started chanting, lock her up again. He said at one point that what this election will be about, he says the verdict will be uh, they wanted to divide us. 
uh, he, uh, he said it was un- he said it's a it will be a verdict on the un-American conduct by those who tried to undermine you. I thought that was a really strong statement there. He said the he said the people who refused to accept uh, the election and shred the Constitution. I cannot imagine that he would have made such bold statements if he wasn't really expecting his attorney general, his Department of Justice, to start holding some people accountable because um, there's still a long way to go to this election. And that's kind of a campaign promise in a sense at that point that he's going to have to fulfill. I loved how he also got into um, some of his successes, like on the economy, the biggest tax cuts in, cuts in history, uh, deregulation, getting rid of the individual mandate. I love how he framed it. He goes, now, every time you don't have to write a check to buy insurance that you can't afford that's a bunch of crap, thank me. Um, he said that uh, he talked about the Democrats, how they want to take you back. They want to take you back to uh, a return to bitter failures and betrayals of the past. He said, when I go to the Oval Office, I think about how we can win, win, win. Uh, Together, we are breaking the sacred rule. We're keeping our promises. So I just thought it was absolutely extraordinary tonight. I think he went a long way to winning re-election. There's still a long way to go. He's got to continue to fulfill his promises. Um, when he talked about the open border people, you know, he, ba- you know, I already mentioned that earlier. He talked about how they wanted to throw open, uh, you know, um, threw open the doors to flood in illegals that are going to end up hurting the lowest, uh, you know, the poorest people among us. They don't really care. They look, they've got disdain, he says, for the lower income people and the minorities in this country. They don't care about you. They don't care about any of these identity groups that they pretend to. And he even said that what they want to do is they want to strip our constitutional rights as they flood the country with illegals to expand their power. Well, the thing is, though, is that that's already been happening. And the Republican Party needs to join with President Trump and do something to actually stop it. Lindsey Graham has a bill that needs to get through the Senate in which he talk, when he talks about how just one, one simple change of, of changing the law to where they cannot, they must, if they try to seek asylum in this country— they have to do it, not at our border. They have to do it uh, in another country. Uh, I can't remember how he's got it worded, but basically, if you try, if you try to seek asylum after, if you step a toe into our country illegally, you're no longer allowed to see, seek asylum. Is basically the way it's going to be worded. And the, so the republic, I, I didn't really like how Trump gave a pass tonight. I know why he did. It's not just the Democrats that have been a part of this problem which is why he got elected in 2016 versus the other 16 schmucks Republicans on the stage with him. And I'm thinking of Romney, and I'm even thinking of little Marco, who he gave a hat to, tip to today. Um, he talked about how we are, the, we are the largest energy producer in the world now. He talked about how the, uh, the minorities have the lowest unemployment in the history of the country. It was just absolutely a phenomenal uh, knock-it-out-of-the-park speech. Um, any thoughts, DJ Carrot Sticks? I just, I, I think, you know, we, there was a clip a few weeks ago that you ended up not playing um, about the auto manufacturer who said oh, yeah. that just from he was an Trump auto sticking up for him, yeah, for the little guy, he gained so many votes. And that's kind of the feeling that I, that, you know, maybe some of the things he hasn't accomplished because he's not getting the help that he needs, but the fact that he's trying mm-hmm. and he's sticking up for Americans. I think, you know, he reiterated that in this speech, mm-hmm. and I think that gives us some optimism for this country, and I think a lot of other people feel that too. 
Yeah, um, I'm glad you brought that up. He talked tonight about how uh, when he talked about the Democrats want to return to the failures and the, and, and, and the bitterness and the bitter failures, uh, you know, they they were happy. They were they were perfectly content with sixty five thousand factories. He talked about went under sixty five thousand. It was a direct result of their economic policies. They were for the first time, I think, in the history of the country under Obama. We had more businesses failing than we did have startups in this country. That's extraordinary. Extraordinary. And it did not take, remember when Obama ran for office in 08, he said, give me two years. Because we had a lot of failures under Mr. Expand the Government, take us into unnecessary expensive wars, George W. Bush, whose compassionate conservatism was really liberalism cloaked in disguise. He was nothing but a wolf in sheep's clothing. W was. He was the one that brought us the auto bailout and the Wall Street bailout that ended up, you know, capping a bunch of poor, you know, old seniors in their their 401ks, their retirement plans, cut them off at the knees, picking and choosing winners and losers. It was it took a businessman. The American people were right. The gut instinct was bringing this businessman who understands business when the Republican and understands how to sell. He understands how to persuade. He understands to get inside that somebody's head and and, and you know, motivate them to do something. So I find it interesting that that when Trump comes out and says, hey, Mexico, you don't start cooperating with us and we're going to slap you with some tariffs. The Republican Party, all these, you know, most of the Republicans are all, you know, attorneys. They come to the microphones. Oh, my gosh, you can't do that. It's going to kill us economically. Uh, At the same exact time, Mexico's got a delegation flying up to D.C., scared to death, knees wobbling that Trump's going to actually do it. And it's this little auto workers like, look, you know, he's fighting for us. And these tariffs are going to help us in the end because look how we've been bleeding out our auto manufacturing and all these manufacturing jobs. And Lindsey Graham made a good point the other day. He's like, look, you know, Mexico uh, was paying attention when Trump first started this tariff, uh, you know, threatening with the tariffs. Mexico was watching at the time early on when when Trump first took office and he was threatening China. China and the EU, they responded. So Mexico saw that, which meant so when when – Trump makes this threat to Mexico, they believe he just might actually do it. So, you know, one of the things that Lindsey Graham talked about, Trump didn't really get much into foreign policy uh, in the speech tonight. But one of the things Lindsey Graham pointed out was the fact that that the world watches and they are seeing a man that is unpredictable. They're not seeing same old, same old establishment political hack out of D.C. who's completely predictable working within the uniparty box. The same old conventional wisdom that has become pervasive in D.C. to where the American people that what was once the greatest superpower that might drop a nuke on you is now a paper tiger that goes around the world apologizing and threats mean nothing. And you can say you're going to draw a red line in the sand and nothing's going to come of it. And we're going to continue to be economically raped with bad trade deals all over the world. No, we got it. We got a guy that just might actually you know, put some hurt on somebody to try to rebalance the power. And of course the world doesn't want that because anytime you're pushing back against a bully who's been taking advantage of you, uh, you know, they, they don't, they don't want the boundaries to be realigned and have America take some of the power back that it has given, been given away to the world under this uniparty, one party globalist, one world order machine that's happening in DC. Well, it is, I think it is about getting the power back, and that's it comes to manufacturing. Mm-hmm. When and he said it in the speech too. He said you'll see products all over the world stamped with "Made in the USA." That's right. Why are we filling China's pockets with all this manufacturing stuff? So I like that. I, I like the thought of 
made in the USA That's right. around the world. That's right. Remember when Obama got elected in 08? A lot of that was because, and I think there was still talk about it in 2012, it was because a lot of manufacturers were leaving and out, or outsourcing jobs around the world. And, of course, they couldn't accept the responsibility for the fact that it was you know bad economic policy from the U.S., high taxes and regulations. So then what does Obama do when he gets into office? His jobs are, from GE, set up all these jobs over around the world in China. So, you know, it's that it's God bless President Trump. We've got a businessman who's fearless when he says we stared down this deep state establishment. We stared down this government. That has disdain for you that didn't want us to win. We stared it down and we are in the process of draining the swamp. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to get into some specifics that Trump did not talk about in tonight's speech that involve immigration um, with uh, America's sheriff, Sheriff David Clark. When we come back. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place, much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. The goal of your small business is to make money. So why do you give so much of it to the IRS? The small business tax specialists at AV Areas offer proven, proactive, performance-driven strategies so you keep more of your hard-earned money and give less to the IRS. Call Al Arias at A.B. Arias Company, your small business tax specialists, 619-296-2123, 619-296-2123, online at abariasco.com. FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. June is Alzheimer's and Brain Awareness Month, and the Alzheimer's Association of San Diego and Imperial Counties wants to share its mission to eliminate Alzheimer's disease through the advancement of research, to provide and enhance care and support for all affected, and to reduce the risk of dementia through the promotion of brain health. The Alzheimer's Association serves our community through free classes, support groups, individual consultations in person, or via a 24-7 helpline at 1-800-272-3900. The association serves more than 60,000 people in San Diego and Imperial counties who are affected by Alzheimer's disease and other forms of dementia. Classes on subjects such as the 10 warning signs of Alzheimer's and how to communicate with people affected are presented regularly all across the county. If you're a caregiver or concerned about memory loss in your yourself or a loved one, call 1-800-272-3900 or visit alz.org today. That's 1-800-272-3900. That's 1-800-272-3900. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Dennis Prager here inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour, a tour through the land of Israel in December 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Walk the ancient temple steps, sail on the Sea of Galilee, and so many more unforgettable moments. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your opportunity with expert guides and important lectures at key sites. 
We'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations the whole time. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. An extraordinary adventure to Israel can be yours. Join the Stand with Israel Tour with Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher happening December 2nd through the 11th, 2019. Learn more today at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. That's TheAnswerSanDiego.com. Dentists from all over the world travel to learn from Dr. Jeff Gray. He is a clinical instructor at the Coy Center in Seattle, Washington. It's one of the top postgraduate teaching centers in the world. And he travels there several times a year to teach and share his experience with other dentists regarding the most complex and comprehensive dental care that exists. And he and Dr. Hurtado also train at the Coy Center from other dentists so they can be prepared to give you the best care possible for your oral health. And aren't those the type of doctors that you will trust your oral health to. Because oral health is overall health. Bleeding gums are not normal and can lead to many health problems, including heart attack, stroke, high blood pressure, diabetes, even cancer. It's very important to take care of your oral health. And with Dr. Jeff Gray and Dr. Hurtado, there's no scolding. They're not going to make you feel bad if it's been decades since you've been to the dentist. They're just glad you're there. Call and mention this station for your one-on-one appointment. 619-337-7700. Or Jeff Gray with an A, Jeff Gray, DDS.com. FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Joining me right now is America's Sheriff. Sheriff David Clark is with me now to talk about Trump's rally tonight and specifically within that immigration. Welcome back to the show, Sheriff Clark. It's always great to be with you, listeners. Well, thank you so much. And I know that the listeners tonight were excited even going into the rally to hear what, about what President Trump, his announcements yesterday regarding immigration. Now, I don't have to tell you that one of the reasons he was elected into office in 2016 was because he was willing to take a firm stand to protect this country in light of being called a, a racist and a bigot. You know, he cared about this country, cared, loves this country, and wants to protect us from the economic and national security issues that arise from the open borders. So going into uh, today's rally, he made a few big announcements, and I want you to, to respond to whether or not you think they were great ideas and what you think about it. He said that he, was, he announced via Twitter that ICE was going to begin deportations next week. There was also an announcement from the State Department that they were going to cut a huge chunk, like $300 million of money that is going to what's referred to, I guess, the Triangle, Guatemala, Honduras, and um, Mexico, I believe, is the third. What are your thoughts on those ideas? Yeah, he's spot on. Um, First of all, with the deportations, that's important, I think, um, symbolically and policy-wise, but it also points to the importance of sealing the border. I've been down to the border three separate times uh, in the, along the Texas border, the El Paso sector, the Rio Grande Valley sector, and the Big Bend sector. And it is a mess down there. It is a crisis. The porous is, the uh, border is porous. So, you know, I'm concerned that many of those individuals will end up returning. Just last week, there was a story that went up about a guy who'd been deported, uh, killed a, a U.S. citizen. So it's important for him to stay on. Uh, building their wall and fortifying the border uh, as well. Yeah, absolutely. We had a a kid here in San Diego 
who was, you know, de Blasio. Now, speaking of announcements, this de Blasio kook who didn't even get like one percentage. He's like zero percent in Iowa on the Democrat side. He announces yesterday his big announcement is driver's license for all the undocumented. And by the way, Sheriff Clark, we know there's no such thing as undocumented. Undocumented is me losing, you know, my passport when I'm on vacation. Right. And then I got to go, you know, get somebody to make a copy of it. That's undocumented. These are people that are in our country illegally. And we had here in San Diego, someone had been deported 15 times, I think it was, drives drunk because they drive drunk whether or not they got a driver's license, drives drunk and leaves a kid permanently brain damaged. So this is a major, major issue for this country. And it's shocking to me that we have, and I'll say both parties, that even if we had the wall today, we've got Congress with all these loopholes that President Trump is trying to get to get removed with asylum, it, that we could have the biggest, baddest wall. But when we've got both members of Congress supporting these that anybody who puts a foot here and has a baby can you know get citizenship anybody who gets a foot here and claims asylum gets to stay and get gets a work permit and gets dispersed out in the country and then they don't show up for court it's it's just insane when are we going to have congress starting to help out here uh you're not let's uh, not kid each other here i know you're not you know this as well they're unable or they're unwilling to do anything about sealing the southern border, and it was it was great to hear you point out that it's both parties. There are some Republicans who uh, support the president's um, border initiative and, and his uh, illegal immigration policy, but many of them do not. Uh, if you think about it, going back to when the Democrats tried to block the president from declaring the uh, southern border a, a national uh, disaster issue, mm-hmm. a humanitarian crisis, there were thirteen. Republicans who voted with every Democrat to try to block the president's uh, national emergency declaration. You go over to the Senate side, 12 GOP U.S. senators voted with every Democrat to try to block the president's national Mm -hmm. emergency declaration. So you can see when I say unwilling or unable to do it, that's what the uh, the president is dealing with here, the members of his own party. And the Democrats have taken note. They go, hey, look, he doesn't even have all the GOP members on the Hill Mm -hmm. on board with him. Why should we? Why should we not uh, continue to fight this sort of thing? But he's right to stay in it and to continue to fight. The American people know what the president's up against here. The Democrats are trying to say he's not succeeding in terms of getting his wall. Well, he is. But it's a fight every day. It's a fight that is uh, he's on the right side of the American people uh, in Mm -hmm. terms of polling. Uh, You know, over 60 percent, near 70 percent of the American people want that border sealed. Mm -hmm. They want to fix to our broken illegal immigration issues. So he's smart to make that uh, continued plank in his platform going into the 2020 election. Yeah, and you know what there are people saying today? Well, he's going to, you know, he's how is he going to answer to the people that he promised a wall and he didn't get a wall? Well, there are there is construction happening on the wall. There is it, portions of the wall being built, but that was never meant to be the, uh, the only aspect to solving this border crisis, uh, number one. And number two, the American people do credit effort here. They do see that he's doing everything that he can do. And in spite of the fact that he's got going up against the Republican Party, some of the successes that he's had just most recently came in, uh, in the form of threatening Mexico with tariffs. They worked 
even even the and we could see that they were beginning to work because the second that President Trump threatened the tariffs, Mexico sent a delegation to D.C. And practically while they were on a plane here trying to negotiate with Trump to save themselves some economic pain and were willing to cooperate, we had the Republicans at the microphone, Mitch McConnell, saying that this was a bad idea. So the American people do give him credit for his effort because they see that he's doing everything that he can do. I would like him to do one more thing, Sheriff Clark, and I want you to tell me if you think I'm crazy. I think that he should sign an executive order to end birthright citizenship. Yes, it will go to the courts, but it's time for that to be uh, decided on, and, and, and it will end up having to go to the Supreme Court. And I don't care whether it takes two years or three. I think that finally needs to be done in this country. Sir, there is no place in the Constitution, and I've looked into this issue, there's no place in the Constitution that allows for birthright citizenship. Uh, that's plain and simple. But we, but this country has allowed it over the years, so de facto – in a de facto sense, we've allowed it. So now to try to end it becomes an uphill climb. But uh, I, I agree with you. I like that move as well. I encouraged the president when he brought it up. And this is well over a year ago. You know, I implored him from afar uh, to do it, to make this an issue. Let's get, of course, it's going to end up in the courts. And, of course, they're going to find somewhere that the left in the, uh, so the Ninth Circuit uh, to start this thing. And a judge will not only uh, declare it unconstitutional at the federal district level, uh, but he'll issue a nationwide state, you know, and that's another issue that uh, becomes a constitutional issue. How a federal district judge, it's the mm-hmm. Supreme Court that's, that's the law of the land, not a federal district um, uh, left-leaning judicial activist in the Ninth Circuit. They're not the law of the land. So that'll be another protracted battle. But you got to have these fights. The yeah. president understands that. This is where he wins with the American people, the will, the determination, the resolve to put America first, to finally solve some of these things and not leave it in this this uh, mm-hmm. uh, political wasteland that the uh, legislative branch has become where things just ideas just go to die. Absolutely. We're talking to America's Sheriff, Sheriff David A. Clark. And I think if he were to do that, sign that executive order, it would launch, it would brace it again to the forefront of the American people. The American people elected him into office because he had the, the cojones, as they say, south of the border, to come down the escalator and start talking about Mexico sending bad people over here. So, you know, um, he needs to, you know, and and the American people responded to that, and they will again. There's so many moving parts to this whole immigration issue that not a lot of people are even remembering that, you know, we had here in San Diego a woman practically – um, the second she landed on, on our side of the fence, had a baby here. And now, you know, now that's probably going to result in all her extended family from Mexico coming here. And then they're all going to be, you know, living off of us. I think 60-something percent of illegals who come into this country are on some form of uh, government assistance. And the American people have said they do not want this. And so if he signs that executive order, it's going to have people start talking again about that issue, which is an, a major one. I believe that that is the one central issue that has allowed the, the state of California to go from being a solidly red state to Democrat. Yeah, yeah it's going to take some time uh, for that to happen, obviously, but uh, the process needs to begin uh, for the birthright citizenship, of course, which uh, the way it's being interpreted or has been interpreted is not right. You have to be in the country legally. Mm-hmm. And what we're talking, what we're giving it to, uh, this birthright citizenship, citizenship is people who are not in the country legally. Look, we're a nation of laws. I get tired of people saying, hey, we're a nation of immigrants. No, we are not. We are a nation of laws, mm-hmm. laws first. And so we have to talk in terms of what the Constitution says 
We can change the Constitution, not by a court mandate, by the way, mm-hmm. but there's a process, and, and your listeners know that there's a process and a mechanism to change the United States Constitution. We want to give rights to people uh, that are not currently uh, given rights under the Constitution. We have to change it. And short of changing it, you can't just do it from a policy perspective because we've been ignoring it for all of these decades, mm-hmm. but you have to do it the right way. So uh, my hope is that the president continues to push forward on this and not walk away. He's, he has demonstrated he's not going to walk away from this. It's always uphill, but I'll tell you what, going into the 2020 election, these are winning issues for him, and uh, you know, the best thing for him to do is stay the course. Yeah, absolutely, and I'm not believing these polls for a second, Sheriff Clark. I don't believe it. First of all, it's way too, it's way too far in advance. Second of all, it's all meant to discourage and uh, to discourage and suppress uh, Republican turnout well in advance to start turning against him and then to prop up these failures and their, and their failed ideology on the left, and so I'm not buying it. Are you? Final thought. No, I'm not buying it at all. First of all, you have to understand the methodology, and, and I don't know what that is, what the methodology is that they use. I'm familiar with polling. As my former elected official, I've done it myself, I paid for it, and there's a certain methodology that goes along with it. They oversampled Democrats, but they also the pollsters don't understand that the 2020 election is going to come down to about seven states, seven swing states, and those aren't the states, all the states that uh, were polled. You're right, it's too early. This is done to suppress enthusiasm for the president. They tried it in 2015, leading into 2016. Mm-hmm. It didn't work. It's not going to work this time either. Well, you know, I, far more significant than polling is the visual. When we see that more people, people waited like 40 hours for this rally tonight in Orlando. More people, according, I think, according to Rush, I heard this morning, more people have waited to get into this rally than do on an average day in Disney World. There were people that flew in from everywhere. And yet, we, and then we've got uh, 18 people showing up at some Swalwell rally. We got Biden can barely get, you know, uh, 40 people at a rally. And we're supposed to believe the enthusiasm is all on the part of the left and Trump is dead. It's nonsense. It's just absolute hogwash. Sheriff Clark, thank you so much for all you do for the cause of freedom. Tell uh, everybody uh, how they can get more information on you. Yeah, just go to my website, americasheriff.com. Everything's there, one-stop shopping. Uh, Get my book, Cop Under Fire. I talk about many of the issues that you and I discuss uh, on your program, and I appreciate the uh, the opportunity that you give me to have people hear my views on these things. Well, thank you so much. Love me some Sheriff Clark, man. He speaks some truth to it. Especially when he says, we're not a nation of immigrants. We're a nation of laws, man. Uh, Ilhan Omar today, instead of once again saying thank you, she's saying she doesn't like the fact that Trump uses the term alien. Hey, lady, that's like the legal term for it, okay? And the ones flooding across our border are illegal aliens. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to continue the conversation on the other side. What y'all think of Trump's speech tonight? 888-344-1170. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are. For students to discover their gifts and talents to excel and be all they can be i'm sure you agree purchase your copy of facing reality in american education today at amazon.com you don't know what you don't know your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan 
Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. FM 96.1. AM 1170. The Answer. Hey, Andrea K here. And if you missed the mega used car tent sale last month, no worries. You'll get another chance to see the largest, cleanest selection of pre-owned vehicles this Thursday through Sunday at SDCCU Stadium. In case you forgot, they have something for everyone's budget, from low-mileage cars under ten grand to fast sports cars and luxury SUVs. Forget the cheap suits and the hair gel of those dealer salesmen and work with the best, the mega used car tent sale, this Thursday through Sunday at SDCCU Stadium. Read the latest breaking news, top business analysis, and the funniest political cartoons. <laughs> Register for the Answer San Diego's newsletters. Use keyword newsletter. Stay current on politics, contests, events, and more. Be among the first to know about the latest books from top conservative authors, special signing events, and promotions. Register today at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. Keyword newsletter. Sponsored by Richard Musio, host of It's Your Business. Sundays at 9 a.m. only on The Answer San Diego. This is Lon Hee Chen of the Hoover Institution for TownHall.com. The free world recently mourned the 30th anniversary of China's brutal crackdown on pro-democracy protesters in Tiananmen Square. Although the dreams of a freer, more open China were crushed in June 1989, today in Hong Kong, the voices of freedom are again speaking out against tyranny. Hong Kong's civil liberties and autonomy are at risk. Youth protesters originally took to the streets to oppose legislation that would allow for extradition of criminal suspects to mainland China. Although the proposed law has been shelved, the protesters, numbering about 2 million at one point, continue to speak out against the government in Beijing and in favor of democracy and the preservation of liberty in Hong Kong. There's a temptation to ignore the cries for freedom half a world away, but we should always stand with those who seek liberty and democracy, wherever that might be. I'm Lan Hee Chen. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy. Impacting policy decisions today. Preparing public leaders for tomorrow. Bill Holland with the answer on Wall Street. Stocks in sharply higher, very near a record level, and this could bring us a breakout and melt-up just down the road. There are three things that sparked the advance. Trump and Xi, after a phone call, agreed to an extended meeting in the G20. Straight, still a major problem. And the Treasury 10 down to a 205 points to a Fed rate cut tomorrow as the two-day meeting ends at 11 a.m. The Fed likes to resist, but... It's not a done deal. Boeing up 19 points out of the 138 points to the Dow. British Air places a $24 billion, 200-plane, 737 MAX order at the Paris Air Show. It's a major reaffirmation of Boeing and the grounded airplane. wonder if Trump had a hand in that last week in England. No matter what, these three, trade talks, interest rates, and Boeing combined to make it a very big day. Bill Holland with the answer on the day on Wall Street. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. What a speech down in Orlando. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, I wonder exactly how many Americans saw it because of the fake news media that Trump correctly pointed out. Uh, it looks like MSNBC didn't even air it at all. What are you so afraid of, people? What are you so afraid of? You know, Fox News, even back at a time when they were truly conservative, they aired when, when Barack Obama gave a re-election campaign rally speech. They aired it. You know, if you're if if you think that Trump is such a loser and he's so de- detested by America and he's, that he's supposedly down by ten points everywhere, then you should feel completely comfortable in airing the speech, feeling comfortable that people are going to reject him after hearing it. Uh, well, hat tip to CNN though, <clears throat> because at least they aired about six minutes of a DJ Carrot Sticks until the crowd, <laughs> until the crowd started chanting CNN sucks. Um, that was after the President Trump, I think I mentioned this uh, earlier in the show, that he said, <clears throat> this is a defining moment in America his, American history, asked them right there, and he talked about uh, fake news. So uh, the thing is, is that we even have a local news gal um, who said, oh, President Trump is, you know, attacking the free press. No, he's attacking fake news. Because CNN, for two and a half years, intentionally pushed lies on the American people, knowing it was lies, even after the Mueller report came out, in which Mueller himself, with his 18 Clinton Foundation attorneys and henchmen, came out and said there was no Russian collusion nor any conspiracy. Adam Schiff still came out and said there's evidence of it. They still came out and said that there was. It has been lies. But you know what? All the that wasn't Trump chanting CNN sucks. Who was it? It was your customers, CNN. Don't blame Trump for the fact that the American people were sitting there. Your ratings are in the toilet. And that's not Trump's fault. It's because the American people were lied to. They were fed lies for two and a half years. Y'all promised them, you and MSNBC, promised that you had the goods. Promised that President Trump and um, all the rest of everybody in his administration and Ivanka and Jared, all, all of them were going to be doing perp walks. And they got nothing. Meanwhile, you intentionally have withheld for years the truth about the crimes committed by Hillary Clinton. The truth about, in fact, you had criminals who propagated the crimes against the American people who were the ones who attempted to steal the election and and launch a coup attempt. You've had them repeatedly on your program, your network for two and a half years from Clapper and Comey, McCabe, Brennan, pushing lies on the American people. And you know what? The American people know it. That's why they were chanting CNN sucks. And that's why you've lost your ratings, CNN. Oh, I got to hear what he has to say about it. Hey, John, welcome to the Andrea K Show. Hey, Andrea, I'm here with my daughter, Amanda. Oh, hey. Hi, Amanda. Okay, I, don't, I think we've only got a few minutes left. But t- tell me if I'm wrong because I was not there. Well, I, to me, it was absolutely amazing. I think he knocked it out of the park. I think he won re-election tonight in this speech. What was it like being there? It, it was absolute uh, pandemonium. Uh, it was Donald Jr. was absolutely incredible. Um, Melania was there. Yeah, I, I agree with you with your assessment about winning re-election tonight of Florida, at least. Uh, he's, he's carrying the state. There was so much support for Santos passing the uh, No Sanctuary Cities, mm-hmm. which, you know, has been led by Trump from the beginning. And where we were, we are here since six o'clock last night waiting in line wow um people were wonderful it was just just like a family we we had puerto ricans we had uh uh, let's say oh my gosh we had a jewish family uh cubans 
Um, you know, I just wait, wait, a, a awesome Americans. It was just amazing. Wow. Um, well, that's that's shocking because he's supposed to be. They're still saying that he's anti anybody of color and 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 you know a white supremacist. So um, you're telling me that that's not true. So um, were think, you? I think, absolutely not true. I think Mike would have a little bit of disagreement with that. Mike actually um, voted for Trump in 2016 and kind of was a walk away the walk away guy before there was a walk away. And was awesome. He actually was on Telemundo and just, he just destroyed them in Spanish. It was awesome. Wow. I'm so. We met him down at the rally when we were camping out. Oh, you guys, I I wish we had more time with you. Feel free to call in tomorrow night. God bless you guys for being there, waiting out all night from six o'clock last night to be there today. I have to think that it's going to be such an amazing memory for you years down the road that you were there for this historic night. And I appreciate your calling me in and and sharing your experience. Do we have 15 seconds left? Final thought, John. Perry and Amanda. Um, I just got to thank Amanda. It was the greatest Father's Day ever. Uh, We actually were on Hannity last night, your show tonight. It's just fabulous. Oh, well, God bless you guys, and God bless America. God bless Trump. Let's keep America great. All right. Thanks, guys. And and, yeah, and and post any additional pics that you've got on my Facebook, by the way. Thank you guys so much for being there. Appreciate it. Absolutely will. You have a great night. Thanks, hon. Bye-bye now. Uh, Yeah, you know what? I've... I've never been to a Trump rally, but man, now DJ Karis, we got to get ourselves to one. I'm hoping he comes to California, man, because I think he can he can win uh, some. No, you ain't, but you ain't buying it. I'm too hyped up. All right, love you all. Have a great night, everybody. Peace out. Go Trump. Everybody.